0: Anyway. Welcome to the episode, Dog. Hello. Our guest this week? Dog. Dog. <laughs> That's his real name. <laughs> Find him on Instagram. His handle is at dog. He's verified. <laughs> <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> oh my Far too many dogs are verified. <laughs> There, I said it.
1: I said it. (laughs) Controversial opinions here (laughs) on Big and White. (laughs) Hi, I'm Big. And I am White. And together, we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia and everywhere this episode. Yeah. This week. Spoiler. Oh, sorry. Uh I'm supposed to ask you, aren't we? Yeah. So what are we talking about, What Today we're
0: talking about being a foreigner everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> Today we're talking about books. We
1: love books.
0: We love books. Surprise. But yeah, so we've already shared kind of like in another episode some resources, like including books that might be helpful if you're coming to Nepal. But this week we're broadening it out. And we're talking about some unexpected books that might help you even just traveling internationally or just cross-culturally in
1: general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's a lot of books that are specifically about moving overseas or about dealing cross-culturally. But we have read some books that we found have really helped us connect with people that are different from us or adjust to living overseas. And those books are not necessarily the ones you would think. Mm -mm. You're not going to get this, like, Guidepost, guidepost. You're not going to find
0: this in any guideposts. I was trying to say Google search. Oh, that's different. <laughs> but I turned into a boomer.
1: <laughs> Oops, that's what happens
0: when I have a cold. Apparently, <laughs> your brain age is like forty years. <laughs> turned into a sixty-five-year-old.
1: that. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, okay.
0: it's going to be really good. It is. Get excited. Get excited. But before we do that, we got some business to take care of. We sure do. And that is, how was your week,
1: My <laughs> <laughs> week was amazing. No. Was uh, it? Uh, do you even remember your week? I honestly don't. <laughs> <laughs> I remember today. No, I had some good things happen this week. Um, just a general update for you guys. Nepal is a lot more open now. We're in phase one. I don't remember what the number is. I don't either. We're in a phase. That's <laughs> not full lockdown. <laughs> so yeah, like a bunch more restaurants are open and stuff. And um we've been going into the office periodically. We're 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 at like fifty percent capacity in the office. So. We all sit in separate rooms. <laughs> it feels- it's very depressing. I feel like I have a giant office because <laughs> I'm sitting in the kitchen. <laughs> it's enormous. I'm just like, yes, my lap of luxury. Mm, yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, so we've been getting out of the house a lot more and we even went across town and oh, no. went shopping and like went to a nice restaurant where we sat outside and, you know, didn't hate- breathe anyone else's COVID air, but ate. Fabulous, food. delicious things. It was so good. We got to go back. We do, yeah. But that is not my update for the week. I just want to, to <laughs> yeah, keep the people informed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank you mm-hmm. for putting the words in my mouth that I could not find. Um, but my exciting thing this week is yes, <gasps> it was my second favorite holiday. Whee! So we just passed the 4th of July, which is America's Independence Day, and it's the day when we celebrate our country, and we usually barbecue, so I was not vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to eat less meat, I was like, no, no, I will have this delicious burger today. And yeah, we just spent some good time with friends, and it's all people that we have been connecting with lately anyway. So. Yeah, so don't think we're like doing a humongous party or no, something. No, absolutely not. It so was not. There was, what, like six adults? <laughs> and yep, all the same people we've seen the entire lockdown. Exactly, yeah, everyone who works in our office. Yep. So <laughs> don't you guys worry, we aren't spreading the vid. But, yeah, it was really nice to just do something different and get together and enjoy each other and just think about the good parts of America. Yeah. Obviously, you know. We all have our shortcomings and our ways we can grow, but it's fun mm-hmm. to celebrate the good things,
0: too. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that living overseas really teaches us is that yes. it like it's easy to be like, everything sucks, but it also kind of gives you a larger perspective
1: of what doesn't suck. Yeah, for sure. I know. I feel like I was more critical of the U.S. when I lived there. Mm-hmm. And now that I live overseas, I think I have a more clear perspective on yeah. Which things to be critical of and which things to realize, like, wow, we're super lucky that we have that in our country. Yeah. And we got to eat burgers, so. <laughs> I mean, I love you. And we didn't have fireworks, but we did have the, like, Roman candle oh my gosh. things. Have that we talked was about so those? fun. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Let us segue into a cu- cultural uh, little blimp off of the side, off of the podcast episode. Because we need to talk
1: about Roman candles. We do. Yeah. I, they're not. Okay. There are something called Roman candles that are fireworks, right? But that's not what these are. They're. How do you even explain them? It's a cardboard tube. Yep. With like. They're like Usually sparklers. Has, like,
0: it, you can get varying lengths. But lengths. Yeah. But usually it's like six inches long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what is that? Ten and centimeters, maybe. you stick it into a cake.
1: Yeah. Like you would a regular birthday candle. Mm-hmm. But just the one. You don't want to overwhelm one. yourself. <laughs> but then when you light it, it shoots out sparks. Like, kind of like a sparkler mm-hmm. firework, I guess. But Broader. Vertical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. We'll post a photo in a yeah. video. So what we did instead of fireworks, we just bought the longer versions of those. And we each held one out and lit them (laughs) while we sang the national (laughs) anthem very (laughs) off-key. But it's so
0: funny because they're actually really hard to light. It doesn't have a wick. You have to, like... You have to get it super high. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And so then there's, like, enough of us that, like one person's is already out like it's already done the whole sparkle thing and then it's done <laughs> and then like three more people still have theirs to be lit and just yeah. keeps the party going longer yeah. i guess it but was
1: fabulous yeah. i loved it me
0: too <laughs> i've never like held one of those before like had just, it in a cake yeah yeah it was good it was a lot less scary than i thought it was going to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i enjoyed mm-hmm. it thoroughly good well, besides our 4th of July celebrations, did anything exciting happen to you this yeah, week? Yeah,
0: celebration times all around. So I think I told you guys a few episodes ago that I had been studying to become a certified personal trainer through a organization that is U.S.-based called NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> anyway, so I took my test. It was online. It was proctored. So, like, someone is recording you and watching you take your test. It sounds creepy. It was a little bit, but it, it was, was creepy. Fine. Yeah. Um, so, I did that last week and I passed. Yeah. super congrats dude. Yeah so I'm officially
1: like a certified personal trainer now. Amazing and you already have your first client. I do yeah. Look at you starting another career while you still have your other one. I always am doing that. (laughs) (laughs) gotta overlap (laughs) them
0: careers I tell (laughs) you. Yeah so it's going well though I'm excited.
1: Yeah I'm super excited for you and this is something that you've been studying for for a really long time. Yeah. It must feel good to have that behind you now it feels unreal
0: i kind of thought it was behind me and then it's like oh snap like i actually have to like keep
1: learning a <laughs> new job you mean you're not like a hundred percent amazing now just yeah after right. taking one test
0: yeah it turns out not it turns <laughs> out i'm just starting on that path
1: oh, enjoy that journey
0: yeah <laughs> So you guys can keep asking us fitness questions. I'll find a way to work it into the podcast.
1: <laughs> well, I will say one of our fans said that he really enjoyed our description of getting our gym put together. Mm. I'm really glad because I was like, I don't know, is this boring? Do people not care? Are they tired of hearing about this? But Apparently not.
0: <laughs> we have like a niche of a niche, a niche happening. Niche.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Specifically people who speak English but love Nepal but are yeah. interested in lifting weights. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're going deep. Anyway, well, super congrats, dude. I'm really proud of you. You work super hard and look what you achieved. Yeah. Yay. Did you notice that I did the like I didn't say you're really smart. I said you worked really hard. Yeah, you're
0: working on the growth mindset.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, glad our weeks were so fabulous. Are you ready to get into our whole library of books? We're so excited. Uh,
0: This is going to make me want to read even more. I know. (laughs) Every time like you talk about this book that you're reading and I'm like,
1: i want to read that i know i feel like mm. i have an eternal list of books that i want to read absolutely and then new ones keep coming yeah. out all the time
0: and i'm sure lots of our listeners are thinking the same thing too they're like
1: great another book to add the pile <laughs> <laughs> but these ones are extra good we promise
0: life-changing we some might say only the best
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, Well, let's just quickly start by mentioning some books that we have talked about in previous episodes that Mm. we're not going to repeat that here, but just remind you of the titles in case you're interested. So you talked about like some habit and like mindset books, right? Yeah. So I cannot
0: tell you the importance, like how much I love these books. Definitely go and read Atomic Habits by James Clear. And then another book about habits is *The Power of Habit* by Charles Duhigg. Yeah, it, that's his name. That's his name, Charles Old Duhigg. <laughs> um, those are super helpful. Absolutely necessary when your life gets completely turned upside down and you go to a new culture. You need structure. New, you need structure in your brain about how to create new habits. Another thing that you need is a healthy growth mindset. Something Mm -hmm. else that we've talked about on this podcast, go and find that. Um, You can read Mindset by Carol Dweck to hear more about that. Yes.
1: And I have also mentioned a book, which is fiction, that I absolutely loved called Necessary Errors by Caleb Crane. And it's the story of an American guy who moves to Prague for a year. and it's just a really interesting look at what it's like to be an expat. Hmm. so
0: that's the one I really want to read.
1: Yeah, oh, it's a dream. But beyond that, we have a list of books here, like we said, that aren't the ones that you would necessarily think to read before moving overseas. They aren't on the list of, like, living cross-culturally, mm-hmm. but books that we found super helpful, yeah, in our journeys. At least that we can identify with, right? Mm, Yeah, true. Not just that they're helpful, but just that it's something to connect with, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, do you want to go first? Yeah, so the first
0: book is one that I first read um, quite a while before I moved to Nepal. And then once I moved to Nepal, I was like, holy snipes, that book is (laughs) so applicable, I have to read it again. So I went out and bought it. That's awesome. Um, So the book is called In Other Words – and the author is Jhumpa Lahiri. She's an Indian American writer. Um she she's just amazing. Her books will not necessarily make you feel warm and cozy, but mm. they do reflect the world in a very truthful and honest way. <laughs> <laughs> um But this particular book is about her journey to learning to speak and write in Italian. Uh Uh-huh. It's like a 20-year journey (laughs) at the time that the book was written. And the book, you know, is not brand new either. So she's still on the journey. But it's just really beautiful. Like, how she writes is very poetic. Mm. Um, But it also, like I said, is a very truthful reflection of what it feels like to learn a language.
1: Cool. So, yeah. That sounds
0: amazing. I really like that. So, yeah. So, that's me. It's not too long of a book. Pretty easy to read. Mm. Go and
1: pick that up right away. Jhumpa Lahiri, In Other Words. Nice. What about you? Uh, another one that this is a book I am obsessed with that I think everyone should read, but it actually has a lot of implications for cross-cultural relationships, mm. and it's called The Righteous Mind. Why Good People Are Divided by Politics and Religion. Mm. And the author is Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T. And he is a moral psychologist. So Mm. he has studied internationally how people see morality, basically. (laughs) And he and his like fellow researchers created this framework that is a structure, kind of almost like a personality test, but for how different cultures perceive morality. Wow! And it's super duper interesting. And the book has, like the second half of the book talks a lot about the political situation in the U.S. So I have found that really helpful just personally. But I think it's really helpful for cross-cultural relationships as well because it really gives you an insight into the fact that having different moral values doesn't mean... That's one person is right and one person is wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, yeah, it just helps give a little bit of perspective on like, oh, I may value this and this other person may value something different Mm -hmm. and those can both be okay or both be right. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. So I highly recommend that one. That's The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt. Cool. Uh, The next one that I want to recommend
0: is one that I just read and it kind of surprised me. So it's Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson.
1: Yeah, I I feel like that one has been recommended to me.
0: Yeah, I feel like probably pretty everybody can picture what the cover looks like with (laughs) like this quintessential (laughs) slice of cheese on it, like Swiss cheese. So it's not a new book. It's a classic, but I had never read it and I didn't really think that I wanted to, but I did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Turns out it's a classic for a reason. I hate it when that happens, you know? know.
0: (laughs) You're like, I'm not going to like this. Oh, this is why millions of people read this book. I thought it it was so unique,
1: but I'm humbled.
0: (laughs) But another good thing is that it's like only 100 pages. So Mm. I thought I was going to be in this book forever. And then suddenly it was done. I'm
1: like, oh. That's accessible.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, If you haven't read it, the premise is just about how to deal with unexpected change, like Mm. the difference between people who anticipate change and when it happens, just immediately react that, oh, this is what we do. And then they move on to the next thing and they're happy and successful. And then also people who either are like, no, absolutely not. This is what I do. I don't I don't need to change. I need to wait for in this case, I need to wait for my cheese to come back. (laughs) (laughs) It will come back. I'm sure that it'll come back. So you know, people who don't want to move on, you know, who get Mm -hmm. bogged down in their fear. And yeah, kind of the difference between those people and how to not be that person who gets bogged down. And refuses to move on to something else that might be equally or even more successful. Mm. And he presents it in the form of someone telling a story about two mice and two miniature people who live (laughs) in a maze and whose main Mm. aim in life is to find cheese
1: I, I got to be honest, you're not making this sound appealing. It sounds weird, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's amazing because he's
0: boiled down something that is a universal human experience. We're all going to go through difficult times and have change happen to us that is not welcome. Mm. So we all have to learn how to be resilient. But he does it in a way that's really, really simple and easy to understand and easy to communicate with people. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. yep. Who moved my cheese? By Say Spencer that. Johnson. Say, say that to your coworkers. See, <laughs> see what they say.
1: Who moved my cheese? Oh. Oh, my <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Another one that I really enjoyed and I think really just changed my perspective in an interesting way is a book called The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Love it. And it's written by Mark Haddon. And it's written from the perspective of an autistic boy who's about 15. And it's just a simple story about kind of some things that happened to him. But I think the thing that really blew my mind about this book is the way the author is able to write from the perspective of a person whose brain works so completely differently Mm. and to have you as the reader understand that and Mm -hmm. feel it at a deep level. So yeah, besides just building empathy, I think it for me is really helpful to understand that there are people that see the world totally differently from me and Like, it's one thing to know that kind of at a knowledge level, Mm -hmm. but then to feel it viscerally by almost experiencing it yourself as you read the book really changes you, Mm -hmm. I think. I imagine it's almost like... You know, you you've only
0: ever seen the world through your own eyeballs and your own vision. Mm. And you assume that's just kind of what the world looks like. And then let's say you put on somebody's glasses or something and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Or if you were a little kid and you got glasses and you're like, there are leaves on the
1: trees. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it
0: is. It's an amazing thing if an author can do that for you. Oh, incredible. With so- words.
1: Yeah, I know. Isn't reading amazing? It's whack, man. It's whack.
0: Little squiggles on a page. (laughs) We're so smart. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sometimes it blows my mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Humanity, what? (laughs) But, um, yeah, even though that book is about an autistic person, not someone from a different culture, I think it really still kind of gets across that concept that different people see the world differently. Mm -hmm. And it helps you understand that in a broad sense. Yeah, so again, that one is called The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime by Mark Haddon. Speaking of majorly
0: different cultures within the U.S., mm. you don't have to go anywhere. This book is Hillbilly Elegy, a memoir of a family and culture in crisis, and it's written by J.D. Vance. This
1: book. It was amazing. We both read this book. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This (laughs) book blew my mind because it's about someone growing up in such completely different circumstances Mm -hmm. and culture than me. And yeah, I learned so much from reading it.
0: Yeah. The author's perspective is really cool because he's really highly educated. He's a lawyer, obviously very intelligent and high performing, but he grew up in Appalachia, which is... a certain area in the east of the U.S., which is, yeah, it's just a really unique culture. You Mm -hmm. should Google it if Mm -hmm. you're not familiar with it. (laughs) Um, But he kind of almost came from, like, hillbilly royalty, Mm. as he described it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was raised by his grandma. And Appalachia as a community is really hard to break into if outsiders come, you know, like – Yeah, they're never going to actually view them as a part of the community. They're always going to be people who came in a few years ago or something. They're just not going to have the same cultural expectations. But he was a part of that culture, so he's able to really speak into that. There's a lot of poverty, joblessness, drug issues. Yeah,
1: like abuse. Yeah. Yeah. That part for me was especially interesting, kind of the like poverty and the generations of trauma and seeing how that played out Mm -hmm. in his family and also just in the families around him. And he talks a lot about how that really is such a setback for people, you know, when they're trying to achieve things in their life and succeed and break out of that cycle. And again, that's something like I knew that intellectually, mm-hmm. but then reading about it and understanding these characters and seeing it from more of a, a relatable perspective. Yeah, right. Was really helpful to me. Yeah. Like the difference between, well, I had
0: to work really hard when I was younger. Like you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps and mm-hmm. get some amazing high powered job or something. And so he kind of discusses like the, Well, maybe you started, yeah, you worked really hard. You started at ground zero. Mm -hmm. But people who are coming from generations of different cultural expectations or um, especially like any kind of cycle of abuse, Mm -hmm. they're not starting at ground zero. They're starting at like way below basement level. Right. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it's really interesting because where I grew up is – Really, really similar to Appalachia. Mm -hmm. I get the feeling of being perceived as both an insider and an outsider, kind of like him. Like, he Mm. left the community, but he was raised within that community. And if that makes sense. Like, my family moved from a very different area of the U.S. to this very small town in Arkansas, where everyone had been there for the last 10, 15 generations. Right. Um, So it felt... A little bit like home for me to read this.
1: But if you're not familiar with Appalachia, then it'll be really amazing to read. Yeah, absolutely. It's fascinating. So, again, that one's called Hillbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance. Okay, another one that I want to talk about that is not so serious. (laughs) This is one of my favorite books. I think it is so funny. It is called Me Talk Pretty One Day and it's written by David Sedaris. Is that how you pronounce his I name? Thanks. So. Um, he's a memoir writer and his memoirs are a little bit embellished. <laughs> They're not 100% autobiographical, but I love this book specifically because it is about him moving to Paris with his husband, right? I've read it. I husband? Don't know. Oh, you've read it. Okay. <laughs> It's about him moving to Paris with his husband, I believe. And his husband is like working and has all this stuff to do. And he is just like has all this free time. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to learn French. And he takes a French class. And there's specifically one story in there where he's describing what's going on in the class and all the different people in the class. And he just does this really good job of describing what you sound like when you're learning a language and you don't have it down yet <laughs> you know? and he also goes through like all these cultural misunderstandings of like them trying to explain to this Muslim woman what Easter is but none oh of them are gosh. Christians so they like don't really have the theology <laughs> down or the vocabulary to explain Yay. it and they're like the godson he was of the long hair <laughs> and it's It's priceless. That's amazing. I will give a quick warning. This book is not for young children. It's a Mm. little bit uh, rude. Not (laughs) safe for work, shall we say. But hilarious. So that's Me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris. There you go. So when you need a break from all of the
0: super heady memoirs that we've been recommending you, read David Sedaris. It's
1: incredible. (laughs) Okay, should we move on to the last book on our list? Yes. Uh, so I'm really excited about this mm-hmm. one. I just started it, so I've only read the introduction, but um, while White was reading it, she kept reading all these quotes aloud to me, yeah. and I was just like, yes, amazing. And the author is basically the best person ever yeah the
0: owner of a really nice mustache he truly is i know it's so nice that i really had to fight myself from pronouncing it like mustache (laughs) (laughs) it was like deep was like no in my diaphragm (laughs) gotta get it down anyway so the book is an astronaut's guide to life on earth by
1: chris hadfield oh he is Just a gem. He's a gem. He's such a delight. If you guys don't know who he is, he is a Canadian astronaut. And I think he's the first Canadian in space, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So when he was like training to be an astronaut, NASA wasn't letting Canada into the space program. So he was (laughs) kind of like, I hope somebody lets me in eventually. (laughs) Living on a dream. Okay. But he had a viral video a few years ago. Um, where he sang and played David Bowie's song, Major Tom. Major Tom, in the ISS. So he's like playing the guitar and singing and he's just like la, 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 floating in <laughs> zero gravity.
1: Is that the noise you make when you float in zero
0: gravity? I, I can only assume that's time. what the ISS <laughs> sounds like constantly. Just like... The cosmonauts and the astronauts, like, (laughs) zoom past each other.
1: (laughs) Honestly, I think you're not wrong. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he also has a TED Talk, so go check that out. Yep, if you're not a reader, that one's for you, my friend. Actually, if you're not a reader, he was on Joe Rogan a couple years ago, and Mm. that was delightful. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about his book. Yeah. Take it away, White. So I just love his book because
0: he, first of all, he doesn't, he's very humble. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't ever make it sound like, well, I'm perfect. This is blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, here's all these really big mistakes that I made. Here's mm. how hard that I work to get here. Like, yeah. it's not about like core intelligence. It's about stick to activity. Mm. I don't think he used those words, but- <laughs>
1: I get where
0: you're going, <laughs> <laughs> And obviously, he has a growth mindset. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. So, yeah. So, it was kind of unexpected. I thought it was just going to be a fun read. And then I kept reading these bits that reminded me so much of our lifestyle, living cross-culturally. And mm. so, I kept having to read it out and dig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it was so fun. So, I wrote some of the quotes down because why should you have to listen to me just trying to explain what he's saying when i can just read Uh, what he His exact words wow perfect one of his things that really cracked me up i think this was from when they landed on earth again after a quite a big stint on the iss Mm -hmm. and being on the iss like really messes you up obviously like your bone mass starts like deteriorating and Yeah, it like life without gravity
1: is real weird. Yeah,
0: like you don't need gravity, you're not aware of it anymore, and then suddenly it's squeezing all of your bones and (laughs) tendons and ligaments into a very small space. Right. Well, not just
1: that, but you're like in this very small confined space that is a space station. Everything is very controlled, right? Yeah.
0: So he describes the landing, being back on Earth, like. It's like being a newborn, this sudden sensory overload of noise, color, smells, and gravity after months of floating quietly, encased in relative calm and isolation. No wonder babies cry in protest when they're born. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh Nepal, I love you, but I get it. <laughs> it is true. I mean, even like, I feel like almost anywhere new that you would go, if it's a city especially, mm-hmm. it's going to be different kinds of... What does he say here? Noise, color, smells. Well, the gravity will be the same, but. <laughs> A little bit different. Yeah. Depending on how high you're going in <laughs> Nepal. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, your brain is trying to process all of this information that it hasn't had to process before. Mm-hmm. And it's really overwhelming. Yeah. When we step back off the plane in Nepal. Yeah. Oh, your brain got
0: to readjust, baby. Yeah course it'll be different no matter where you go in the world but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah no wonder babies cry in protest when they're born (laughs) (laughs) another thing that i really enjoyed about the book was just how much detail he went into about how astronauts have to know everything about everything Mm, yeah like they have to know how to be mechanics (laughs) they have to know of course like engineering and just like physics and all of that like obvious stuff but they're also learning things like how to perform minor surgeries right so he talks a lot about just how he's constantly looking for ways to learn new things, go to classes. I mean, he's fluent in Russian it's because crazy. he, you know, interacts with like the cosmonauts all the time. Right? One well, French and, too, right?
1: Canadian, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Which is bonkers because that's not something that you think of necessarily about being an
1: astronaut right so you have to be good at learning languages <laughs> yeah like yeah. and you
0: have to be so open to constantly kind of being bad at things because you're constantly learning things right. you're never going to be like a
1: true specialist That's if you're so good true. at your job you're just like a generalist like really yeah. like pretty good mm-hmm. at a ton of different things right
0: yeah and so i think no matter if you live cross-culturally or just travel anywhere like you have to kind of let go of that assumption that you're going to be good at things Mm. when we moved to nepal we had to relearn how to buy vegetables (laughs) how to keep ourselves clean the definition of clean (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. how to use the toilet yeah (laughs) yeah
0: how to say hello to someone without being really offensive. Like Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. you're starting
0: from ground zero. So you have to be comfortable with not being super amazing at things. Right. Yeah. So he said, success is feeling good about the work you do throughout the long unheralded journey that may or may not wind up at the launch pad. You can't view training solely as a stepping stone to something loftier. It's got to be an end in itself. Like, if you're only being, if you're only an astronaut because you might end up being in the International Space Station for a couple months your entire life, it's not going to be worth it. You have to fall in love with the actual
1: process of the journey. Yeah, and that's so true cross-culturally, too. Yeah. Like, you can't say, oh, yeah, I want to be fluent in a language. You have to enjoy learning the Mm -hmm. language because that's the majority of the time what you're doing,
0: right? Right. Like it can sound really cool sending a Christmas letter once a year saying yes i'm I'm still a linguist in Nepal, <laughs> but that in itself is not worth it if you don't enjoy the buying vegetables, yeah, actually the minute details of living,
1: learning in a, different a new culture.
0: culture, yeah, exactly, yeah, thanks Chris. you got us, man. you know, so uh. I think we can kind of wrap up this part of the episode just with one last Chris Hadfield quote that I think really sums up what we want to share over this whole episode, right? Right? I don't know what it is. Yeah, (laughs) I trust you. Um, He says... Astronauts have these qualities, not because we're smarter than anyone else, though let's face it, you do need a certain amount of intellectual horsepower (laughs) to be able to fix a toilet. (laughs) It's because we're taught to view the world and ourselves differently. My shorthand for it is thinking like an astronaut, but you don't have to go to space to learn to do that. It's mostly a matter of changing your perspective. Mm, That's so good. So I think that hopefully the books that we have recommended here do just that. They will help you begin to change your perspective or continue to change your perspective. We assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you're already a person who enjoys doing that. So yes,
1: so true. So those are some books that we love But we also just wanted to give you guys some general ideas of, like, the kinds of things that we think are helpful to read if you are interested in other cultures or if you're planning to move cross-culturally. And they might not necessarily be the ones that you think. So, one type of book that is helpful is just books written by authors from multiple different cultures. Mm -hmm. So, even if you know, like, okay, I'm moving to, I don't know, France – Don't just read books written by French authors, like read books by authors from lots of different places, Mm -hmm. and that will just continue to help you see the world from different people's perspectives. Yeah, yeah. One
0: gal that I saw on the internet a few years ago actually had this really amazing project where she read a book written by an author from every country in the world how long did that take (laughs) years (laughs) years wow but i always wanted to do that because you know like it's easy to find a book about some american dude who went to tanzania or something right it's not quite as easy to find a book written by an author from tanzania yeah that's really cool yeah Love it. I recommend that. Somebody do that list. <laughs> I'll live vicariously through you Perfect. until I actually do it. <laughs> something else that I would recommend is just to continue to focus on books that offer help with self-improvement and self-awareness. This is personally something that I have somehow fallen into the last like four or five months. Yeah. And, you know, that's not just something maybe that involves something with your profession or memoirs or something like that. Like I try to keep it pretty broad about what it's about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Things that are about doing self-reflection and thinking about your choices in a more intentional way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I try to always have a book like that going Mm -hmm. at any time. I don't because it's exhausting, but (laughs) I also don't let myself go a long time without reading something like that, or at least trying to do some sort of activity that helps me with that, like Mm -hmm. journaling or whatever. Because I think when you're living in your own culture, you know, it's still nice to do self-reflection, but when you are trying to adjust to a new culture, it's of the utmost importance because you need to be aware of... Things that are bothering you, things that you Mm -hmm. need to fix. Like, am I angry because of something external to me, or is this something I can change in my own self? Things like that. It's when there's a lot of pressure on you, it's extra important to be self reflective, I think.
0: Everywhere you go, there you are. (laughs) (laughs) You better get to know yourself. Yeah. (laughs) You aren't going to run away, I tell you.
1: Oh, man. Another type of book that I've really appreciated in reading as I move overseas is books that are written from an insider's perspective in the culture that I'm moving Mm -hmm. to. So I read two short story books before I moved to Nepal. One is called The Gurkha's Daughter, and the other is called Finding God in Kathmandu. And they're both Nepali authors. And they're little short stories, little vignettes of just events in Nepal and South Asia But the reason I like those so much is you get to see the world from lots of different people's perspectives Mm -hmm. because there's lots of short stories, right? Yeah. So it really helps you see what different types of people there are in the society that you're entering into and maybe some of the ways that they might be looking at the world, some of the feelings they might be having, some of the difficulties they might be encountering, things like that. I found that really helpful. Yeah.
0: Bite-sized pieces, that's always nice.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And for all of these, if you guys aren't really readers, always recommend audiobooks. Oh, man. There are always options. So good, yeah. Yeah, so that's just kind of a taste of some of the books that have helped us. Of course, we have lots more that we could share with you. Feel free to reach out with any questions that you might have, other recommendations. If this is information that you're interested in, let us know, and we can do a little bit more of this kind of...
1: Yeah, more episodes like this, recommending Mm -hmm. things that we like. And yeah, we will also put the list of books in the episode notes and on our website as well. So you can find them. Yay. Yay. Okay. Well, thanks for hanging out with us this week, you guys. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, Of course, you can always find us on the social medias, Mm -hmm. Instagram especially. Mm -hmm. We also got a Facebook and a website. And yeah, if you guys enjoy the podcast, give us a rating at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And that helps other people find our podcast.
0: We are always open to having new Patreon patrons. Of
1: course. Of course. That might not be surprising to you. (laughs) And we're super grateful to all the ones we do have. Shout out to you guys. Yeah. You the best. (laughs) Keeping the lights on. That's right. (laughs) Keeping the (laughs) lights on. They actually do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, I think I'm going to go now. Okay. Um, Yeah. I'm going to go. Cool. So I'm going to go now. Okay. 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 Talk to you later. Bye. Go. Bye. (laughs) This chick is weird.
0: (laughs) How to perform minor surgeries. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he's never had to deal with trying to record a podcast episode and a bunch of little honky honks happening outside. Honks. <laughs> I couldn't think of what was making that a noise. Honky hon- <laughs> motorcycles or something. <laughs> but he's never had to deal with the honky honk at all. <laughs>